This is the running down. This is the running down. This is the running down. And if you ain't know the deal, I bet you know now. down people people it's your homie homie cl and we back live on the rundown sports gotta know that and i'd like to thank y'all for joining me however y'all joining me i do appreciate it and you can get this every time it comes out just uh mosey on over there to the rundown.com that's da rundown.com gotta know it and you can catch this every time it comes out itunes stitcher radio and I'm going to be coming permanent to YouTube, but I think I might be doing something else with that. Now, uh, today, we're just going to do a little quick hit, something y'all can just digest during a, uh, you know, a 15-minute break or uh, just something on the way home. However, whatever you're doing, man, just uh, want to kick you with my people and have a little interaction because I know I've been having a lot of, uh, uh, you know, interviews come on, and I really want to... I have a back and forth with my audience. So I'm going to put these little, um, I don't know what I want to call them, but these little bits out where uh, I'm going to just go off on a few subjects, let y'all know what I think about them. Y'all let me know what y'all think at CL, the main event on Twitter or at the rundown sports on Twitter um, is the best ways to get up with me. So uh, first things first, biggest news of the day, Tom Brady, you know, I'm surprised. I'm not going to lie. I'm not. I'm surprised at the amount of the punishment. And I'm surprised that people actually care this much about how much air was in the football. Like, I can't believe that we're fining people a million dollars, a first and fourth round draft pick and suspending Tom Brady for four games for the amount of air that was in a football. You know, it's not like he had a special football that allowed him to throw the ball even farther than any other quarterback. They just had a little bit less air than the guidelines have listed. Now, that in itself is one thing, but if they switched the balls out and they knew it, what's wrong with just saying, hey, bro, what's wrong with these balls? No. Pause. Uh, straight up, though. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's plenty of balls, though. We're not going to go there. But if you look at Roger Goodell's track record, you can't show me where there's a consistent pattern when it comes to behavior things. He's making it up. Whatever he feels like he's making it up, just like the NCAA. Making it up as they go. And I'm not going to lie. It's frustrating as a fan, but I think that's part of the thing. I think it's something that he enjoys. I think it's part of the whole lexicon of the NFL that really invites you to pay attention to it all year long. And I think it's just... I don't, I'm not sure. It's almost seeming like it's planned that he doesn't want you to know what the punishment is in the first place. And to me, this is an example of 
Roger Goodell getting his Michael Bloomberg on. And what I mean by that is uh, Michael Bloomberg put down some new gun laws that were really strict uh, back in like 06 when he first got into office. Uh, come 07, Lil Wayne and Ja Rule, by the way, both got arrested for gun charges. Both did like a year in jail. Little Wayne's gun was 100% legal. 100% legal. With a person from who is not from New York. Like, you didn't actually break the law, but because of the way the law says it is, you can't have that gun and you can go to jail. So they just made an example out of Lil Wayne to show you that nobody is above the law. That's what Roger Goodell is doing with Tom Brady and the Patriots. He's letting know, he's letting you guys know that nobody is above the NFL or above the shield. Because if Tom Brady can't get away with it, nobody getting away with it. And by the way, Back to Michael Bloomberg, did anybody know that he was worth $35 billion? Yes, with the B. Now, this might be something I just thought of, but I don't think you should be able to make that much money and be an elective official. Because I think the fact that you're a representative of the people, then you should at least be somewhat proportionate on what your people make and being worth 35 billion ain't nowhere near he's the 10th richest person in america and he was the mayor of new york like do you know how easy it is to win every campaign that you run when you work 35 billion you can buy it you can have the best marketing ever. Now, I'm glad y'all got rid of that guy. Um, I don't obviously I can't find out the net worth of the new guy, but he's definitely nowhere near Bloomberg. Um moving on. Uh couple NBA games last night. We had Hawks taking down uh, the Wizards and Golden State taking down Memphis. Now, both of these were game fours, pivotal situations for two. Uh, well, Steve Kerr is the rookie head coach, and Coach Bud, this is his first foyer into being a relevant team as a coach. So it's still new air for both of them. And I was curious to see how both coaches handled the situation. Uh because for Kerr, this was the moment where the coaching matters. He needed to have his stars in uh, position to succeed. And as you can see, they did succeed by absolutely shooting the lights out in Memphis, like I said. And the thing about Memphis that I said on the podcast, if y'all been listening, is they really lack firepower. And if ever 
the Warriors got hot. They were toast. I mean, you giving up points at an alarming rate. Memphis has no answers. None. I'm looking at it right now. Gave up 28 in the first quarter, 33 in the second. Already playing from behind. That game was over with by the third quarter. So that's why I think Memphis doesn't have a shot to win. I mean, they do in in all honesty, but I think the, the Mike Conley juice has worn off on them. Now let's flip that to the Hawks. The Hawks had a chance to really go ahead and take care of the Wizards, but some Paul Pierce magic got in the way. Called game, son. Game. Like, that's Paul Pierce being the all-time streetball king in the NBA. You know, that's and and that's a prime example of when the streets have officially taken over what we believe to just be basketball. See, now we've got enough of a generation flushed in, like the last three generations of uh, basketball players really, you know, had heavy street influence. And it's now to the point where the street influence is now just basketball influence. You know, when you hear those things, you just go with them because it sounds like basketball. Ball don't lie. I've heard that so many times, you know, in my life. But everybody thought Rasheed Wallace had made it up. Uh, and I could go on. But getting back to the Hawks, Schroeder almost cost them the game. That's for one. I, I couldn't get that out of my mind. I'm like, yo, is he going to just keep the ball? I was like, he's he's losing the ball. Is he going to keep – he still got the ball. Somebody get the ball. And I thought somebody was going to come for the ball, but nobody came for the ball. That was a close one. And I'm not sure if that was a coaching thing or that was a Schroeder thing. One or the other, either way, it's not a good thing. I'm hoping Coach Bud gets that correct because the Wizards have shown with someone like Paul Pierce in the lineup they're going to be ready for the situation at all times. So please make sure you have your players ready to succeed. All right. Now, moving on. Now, before we get out of here, I want to talk a little bit about maybe something that's not so much uh Super current because of the other um, topics going on in the sports world. But just coming out of the draft, there was one thing that I noticed about the Atlanta Falcons. Um, and I've been following the Falcons for one reason. Uh, that's because I stay in Atlanta. Uh, I'm not 
so much of a fan. Uh, not even going to get into that. But I love football. The Falcons are here, and I end up talking about the Falcons a lot. So I know about the Falcons because I'm in those conversations. They do not take almost no chances with players with any type of questionable backgrounds off the field. They do not take the guys who are the limit pushers, who are the real vocal kind of off guys. They don't they don't touch them. And it's very very evident with their draft picks and who they sign back. Now, one thing that is wrong with it is they do not sign their own guys. Like how do you not sign Brent Grimes back? I'll never understand that. That was one of the biggest mistakes. But they do that with a lot of their own team. Um, but as far as people that they bring in, they almost never take chances on players with questionable backgrounds. Now, there's a few things at work. Beforehand, uh, we had Mike Smith in office. That's right, Smith with an F. Uh, who basically got exposed on hard knocks. And we seen how fake his tough really was. And Falcons tough was out the window. And I think that was the first loss of the season for the Falcons. Um, and I basically said this will get Mike Smith fired in some way, shape, or form. Now, he didn't seem like the type to take chances on uh, different players. Now, with a new coach, Dan Quinn, coming from Seattle, we know how Pete Carroll gets. We know how Pete Carroll gets when it comes to taking chances on players. But we are still in Atlanta. We are still with Thomas Dimitrov still being directed by Arthur Blank. You want to know why? Because Arthur Blank was pushing Michael Vick in his wheelchair on the sideline when he hurt his leg. A lot of you don't remember that. But yes, the owner of the football franchise the Atlanta Falcons, Arthur Blank, co-founder of uh, Home Depot, was on the sideline wheeling around his franchise quarterback. And you know what happened with that franchise quarterback? He got caught illegally fighting dogs. Now, I can talk to you, you people out there that feel like it's the worst thing to ever kill dogs when you see what's going on in society right now. Like if you still really, really concerned about these dogs, you'll see why we make the faces that we make when some, when you see all these different, you know, got Baltimore, Ferguson, St. Louis, 
North Carolina, Chicago, just keep going and going. Like, I'm not going there. But you, that's another. Let's stay, stick to this story. Mike Vick got caught with the dogs. $100 million contract, gone. Face of the franchise, everything invested around Michael Vick. They get new uniforms because Michael Vick is so exciting. Cover of the video games, everything. Everything. Michael Vick had one of the top-selling jersey for years. Ultimately, destroyed the franchise for a few years. And they still haven't quite recovered. Like, Matt Ryan was the best thing that could have happened to keep them afloat. We are now in in rarefied air where the Falcons are consistently good once again. But the thing is, they just don't have the, the, the interior consistency. And that's because they don't have those nasty guys, those guys you have to take. And we got Jerry Jones here on the other hand who was like, Welcome to Texas. We love you. We want you to be a cowboy for life. Jerry Jones like, well, we going to take care of you. We going to make sure your time as a cowboy will be the best time of your life, son. Welcome to Dallas. And he's going open box special. Greg Hardy, Randy Gregory. I mean, Falcons end up with Vic Beasley and Jalen Collins. They, they've they been trying to say he's got some stuff off the field, but it's really not as serious as some of this other stuff that's going on. And I think the Falcons will forever be haunted by the ghost of Michael Vick as long as Arthur Blank is the owner and Thomas Dimitrov is the general manager. And it's all because one day Arthur Blank was wheeling Michael Vick in a wheelchair. I thank y'all for joining me once again. This is your homie CL. And if y'all like this, y'all know where to hit me up at CL the main event on Twitter. Um same thing on Facebook, Google Plus. Um, even on Instagram, man, but I'm not really on there that much. So, uh, y'all just holler at your boy and, uh, tell me what y'all think. And I'm out here. Peace.